you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. So welcome to another episode of Fingers on. Fingers on, on buzzers. Buzzers. Yeah. Buzzers. Nice. You like that? <laughs> Sense of urgency to it. I enjoyed that. Um, I've been watching too many news updates, obviously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You've gone all sort of, here is some news. Fingers yeah. on buzzers. It's all bad news, but it's this is not. Ba- There's no bad news in this. No, it's all good news for us because we have some fabulous guests today. Uh, they're from probably the the most popular football podcast, certainly that I can think of. Now, and I'm excited because, as you know, Jenny, football is one of my absolute passions. Yes, I've never stopped talking about it. You are. Thus undefeated in a pure football quiz. <laughs> so, shall we say who it is? I think it's about time we, we broke the tension because <laughs> a lot of people probably can read the description of this podcast, so that's why they've tuned in. Okay, yeah, it's Pete and Jim <laughs> from the Football Ramble. Yeah! Hey. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, thanks for having us. Well, you know, I love both of you individually. 
And I have been listening to your football podcast. And for me, not being someone who uh, has any interest whatsoever in football, I've enjoyed it like listening to a foreign language. <laughs> I'm just you should really it wash value over your time me. a little bit more loosely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I love to, you know, because I wouldn't, you know, it's not, it's not really my thing. And this is very much what we're going to talk about today. I think is what you bring to the world of quiz for us and sports trivia, the kind of minds of people who are interested in sport, the stats, the the hunger for kind of chatting and knowing more than your mates down the pub about stuff are you pub trivia fans guys i sort of am but i'm kind of i always surprise myself being by being slightly above useless in a pub quiz because i have a dangerous combination for quizzing of um having absolutely no competitive spirit and also not caring if i win so it's like I'm, I'm just not motivated at all and I don't wow. mind being a bit rubbish maybe it's a defense mechanism because I know I'm probably not going to win a quiz so in my head I'm like I don't, I don't even care about your quiz um, <laughs> but I think I, I don't know if you have the same Pete but I feel like if you are doing a pub quiz and there is a sort of a football round there is a lot of pressure on the guy that does a football podcast so mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah I mean because I, I kind of love Newcastle United more than I actually like football so like and they, they are frequently very different things which is quite problematic <laughs> in the Premier League but I think, um, yeah, I'm not very competitive either. So I think uh, Jim is going to have to really carry us in this particular podcast. I'm expecting you to do that, mate. So, oh, no. This is well, you're carrying each other. You're sort of limping on together. But, I mean, in fairness, you will almost certainly be better than me. So my big thing is I cannot do sport and I switch off immediately if it, uh, if it comes up. But, I mean, Jen, obviously, who is she's across all the disciplines. Mm. Um, yeah, but I I have a tendency because because sport is notoriously not one of my top subjects. It's not something I don't know anything about. But it's like when I get a mental arithmetic question, I panic and I go oh and 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 I think I don't want to make myself look even more stupid than I am by giving a wrong answer that's too wrong rather than passing. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's it's such a it's such a strong area of people's general knowledge in that they either know everything and will tell you exactly why you're wrong and how stupid you looked when you gave that wrong answer or they know another. Mm-hmm. But I guess for you guys, because you are you know, known throughout the world as authorities on football, surely that does take the pressure off a little bit because other people will be trying to impress you. Do you ever get the sense that other people are trying to show you how much they know about football? There is sometimes uh, an element of that, yeah, where you might bump into somebody or it might be like a live event we're doing and they are desperate to find out who your favourite Lithuanian left-back is. And I don't have a (laughs) favourite Lithuanian left-back. And it's like a little challenge sometimes. I don't have a favourite Lithuanian, I don't think. You're ready to choose from. No, see, this is where Jenny can name us. uh, Jenny can name us a Lithuanian. What's what's your favourite Lithuanian, Jenny? Um... We can come back to you. We'll come back to her. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I, I find your fans really interesting because you do sort of, you know, on the podcast, you kind of hear people um, who like love you and worship you. Um, and what are, the, what are the sort of most frequent questions that you get asked then? What are the sort of things people try and stump you with or just want to know about you? I think the problem with being a modern male is that um, you have to get aboard the banter bus pretty early in a conversation yeah. when you're talking to somebody about football. So mm. they kind of, they know more about you than you know about them. So that's 
the power dynamic shifts immediately and then you're just in a situation where they they just they're just shouting like about their Sabutio teams that they've got or how much <laughs> they love Arsenal or something and, and and I don't love the sport enough to have a conversation about football at like 10 p.m. on a Friday. I yeah. just want to have a drink. I just want like to Like that stop. man in New York that was just screaming at us. Yes, exactly. Did you meet yeah, him? He was just screaming at us about how we had to come down to see New York's newest team because their fans are really violent or something like it was like along those lines. It was really like, ah, this isn't the, this isn't the stuff you should be taking from the the English game. (laughs) Imagine sort of doing, imagine doing a podcast about something that literally, certainly I feel Jim's way better than me, but like I always feel that everybody who listens knows more about football than I do. So it's actually quite problematic that when we're in a situation like that, I only turned up to this quiz knowing full well, you're going to ask questions about football because we're on a premium Zoom account. I've never been on that. <laughs> Do you like, have you That's enjoyed the jacuzzi the there, Pete? Have you, oh, uh, mate. Yeah. A basket in the waiting room. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Just don't overdo like it on the cocaine. Life. That's my tip for the newbie <laughs> luxury Zoomers, you know. Um, I, having not really ever been much of a sporty person, I don't know much about sports quizzes on the television. But the one that we do all know is uh, a question of sport which has been around since i was a, even i was a tiny child and i'm since since before that 1968 yeah. it started wow yeah that's i mean that's a format that's solid <laughs> it's extraordinary the uh, that one where you have to look at a picture of a bit of a sports person you'd think that would get old wouldn't you just seeing someone's ear hey mm. catchphrase did it for quite a long time as well so yeah that is very true. It's a, it's an enduring success. But on has have there been and Jenny will know this. Have there been football player team captains on a question of sport? Because I remember it was always your rugby players and because uh, jockeys. I, I can sort of think cricketers definitely. Ali McCoist was on. Uh, he was a team captain yes. for a while. Oh, yeah, yes. for a long time. But I'm, I'm struggling now to think. So yeah, it tends to be you know representatives from other sport because that that's that's one thing about a question of sport is it is not at all football biased, and most other stuff like even if it is generic sports related will go back to football. Like there's another long runner is fighting talk on radio five and honestly it does it I, every time i'm on i try and put as many different sports in as i can but it goes back to football all the time when we end up talking about liverpool for six hours afterwards because <laughs> is that colin murray's uh, yeah English? yes that would be that would be because i was like question of sport it never sort of drew me to any of the sports people who were, who were on it because it's quite a it's quite a um like a basic idea of what a, a sports person is, like this sort of almost asinine idea that these problematic men like Ian Botham would come on and just <laughs> mm. kind of try and not talk about anything too spicy for about two hours, and then <laughs> they would leave and be terrible men elsewhere. So, oh, imagine the post to, post quiz drinks. Oh, can you imagine? I, I always saw questions about being way too safe. Yeah, it was a very safe show, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's. I think the 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 reaction to that was uh, they think it's all over. It was the anti question of sport, but still vaguely sports themed. Still, you know, anything, anything with licensed groping with the the touch mm. of the sportsman round. Touch oh, the sportsman yeah. person. I forgot, about, I forgot that. about that. There's a lot yeah. of stuff like that. For like all, all panel shows seem quite innocuous, don't they? But even though you look back at them, like the round they had on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, where they'd have like five people on. 
uh, and one of them was like an old famous person. You had to guess who it was, and they just insult the other one. It's like, oh, yeah. it's horrible. But I, I remember <laughs> David Gower used to be on a question of sport, and because he was a grey-haired David called like former sportsman. I, I thought he was David Icke for a bit. And they're very different men, aren't they? I think <laughs> see that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Imagine looking down and seeing your cricket bat, a big lizard. <laughs> exactly. Something like a group delusion. But we don't oh. know what David Gower's views on the uh, Illuminati or lizard uh, mm. people I don't are. want to know. You know, I know he's stand actually. Let's, let's, not, let's not go down that avenue. I've met yeah. David Gower and his yeah. lovely wife. And uh, this is like I'm a comedian from the 70s, isn't it? Going, oh, I love <laughs> lovely people. I've played around the golf. <laughs> have there been any sports quizzes that you have enjoyed in the history of time? Either radio quizzes. I used to like, um, they think it's all over actually when that was on when I was younger. Mm. Um, it's just a, it was a decent comedy panel show, wasn't it? I, th- I thought Nick Hancock was funny, even though I look back now and he was mostly just shouting. It was just a lot of like, ah! but, um, uh, that was comedy in the 90s. I was going to say, exactly, that's 90s yeah. lads culture, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They thought it was a perfectly reasonable conversation. <laughs> yes. It's very much like being on a luxury Zoom, really. That was, uh, that was their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're enjo- we're enjoying that, that Nick Hancock lifestyle. <laughs> There's a Jack Whitehall. What's the one that's on Sky? Oh, the Sky remember. one, yeah. League of um, Their Own, yeah. League, League of, of Their Own. Which is kind like, of a, a spin-off of They Think It's All Over, but by sky yeah okay yeah isn't there like a sky spin-off from that tv show as well there's like where all of the contestants go on like a trip abroad like the lads abroad kind of thing jamie redknapp and yeah all of those guys lads 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 isn't that also sort of top gear because freddie flintoff's in it so sort of they're they're all just like multiplying is a spin-off of a league of their own (laughs) <laughs> everything's a spin-off there's no original ideas in the world now it's all a exactly. spin-off of a spin-off of a spin-off well we're, we're actually a, spin-offs now we're, no we're a spin-off of football ramble i don't know if you knew that some somehow we're a spin-off of cheers we forget how it blurred into this but yeah you were married to diane at some point in everything the, goes back to happy back. days in the end actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> um now, we do have some questions to ask you. We're going to chat more in a minute, but um, we invited you on here. And obviously, uh, from what you've said already, you guys have prepared thinking, right, we're on a quiz podcast. We're going to get quizzed about football. So obviously, your podcast is the Football Ramble. And so what we've done is uh, we've got some questions about rambling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. This is going to be full on geography, isn't it? We didn't yeah. feel entirely sort of up to asking questions about football. Well, I didn't. Jenny would have been fine. But uh, so, Jenny, do you want to do the first one? I will. I will. Question one on your rambling round. <laughs> what makes Stephen Goff a notorious rambler? Did he go to the Forbidden Field? <laughs> Went to several Forbidden Fields. Is, is he a dogger? Is that, what that, is that what you're implying there? That, you're very that's, close. That's, that's a, a strong allegation. Yeah, we're certainly not implying <laughs> yeah. that. No, yeah. like to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, but what what he did on his travels, you know, after sundown in a car park, <laughs> is nobody's business but him and those six other people. <laughs> However, he, he is not. Ramble, he's ramble. not, to our knowledge, a dogger. He would have been very okay. ready for dogging, though. He wouldn't <laughs> yes. have needed much prep. Oh, oh. he did it in a wetsuit. He rambled <laughs> in a wetsuit. Quite Why? the opposite. Why would you go dogging <laughs> in a wetsuit, Pete? What? <laughs> That's very niche. Environment. 
in case the environment goes against me or the weather rolls in. Mm. I, I love how, how quickly it's become. Didn't take in. long for the mask to slip, did it? Jesus Christ. This is why we're not normally allowed to do things like this. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've taken so many stomach tablets today, I'm off my head. Oh. Zantac as well. I've got a terribly bad stomach, people. And Zantac, you're not, you can't even buy them at the... Uh, at the medicine counter anymore because uh, of the, something wrong with their kind of supply chain means that it's slightly carcinogenic, but I've got a supply of them. And oh my, my God, they're good. <laughs> but I've had three. I appreciate you stalling for time, Pete, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he must have uh, naked I... then. If, if he didn't wear anything, he must have done it naked. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He must have been, um, yeah, having a little um, nudie stroll, as I believe it's called. It wasn't a little nudie stroll. He was the naked rambler and he rambled pretty much the length of the UK. Wow! Um, kept getting arrested along the way for public nudity, but he—that was he was political stance was that it was his right to be naked on a public footpath anywhere in in the UK. He wasn't. And if that goes to an orphanage, that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, most I, men I these that. days just send pictures through people's dms don't they but he really took it to a whole nother level I, I, he, the satisfaction he must have felt at the end of that i think i've made my point <laughs> <laughs> so extreme As he's pulling on his boxer shorts so depressing <laughs> oh, I, wrong I, with i'm men? immediately gonna google and find out if he's still rambling well if he's still doing it then it was just an excuse wasn't it really yeah if you, especially now Nothing he probably is. I'll, I'll ask question two while Jenny looks that up. Question number two. One of these people has been the president of the Ramblers Association. But which one? Is it A, Linda Lusardi? Is it B, Theresa May? Or is it C, Janet Street Porter? All wonderful women in their own way. <laughs> yeah, I'm immediately... Strong, powerful ladies. Yeah. I don't know about you, Pete, but I'm drawn to Janet Street Porter straight away because I think Theresa May... Um, She'd have just she'd have been distracted by the fields. She'd have just run through all the wheat, yeah. didn't she? She could never have kept Molesting her mind on yeah. on uh, pr serious rambling. Linda Lusardi, can I see Linda Lusardi as a rambler? Possibly. I think weirdly, I think that's more likely than Theresa May. But I'm leaning towards Janet Street Porter because I could imagine her having an eye on doing like a, a a TV series about rambling on on like I don't know some sort of very old person channel. That's that, yeah. That's what I reckon it is. Maybe she even did one. What do you think? Is it just one of the situations where, like, if someone does something once, it's like um, spectacle wearer of the year. They've worn specs once, and they're suddenly, you know, they've got that yes. or dad of the year. John Terry, the footballer, got dad of the year one year, Ooh. and he very much yeah. did not deserve it. Google it. No, Oy. undermines oh. the concept of dad. It really does. <laughs> well, I mean, rear of uh, the year is often contentious. I mean, Gary Barlow won rear of the year against um, Ben Shepherd, who is a friend of our show. Ben Shepherd mm. came second. That's a deep injustice that I will fight to the death to be. <laughs> it's like it's almost judged, like it's rewarded. almost like rear of the year isn't a kind of serious event. I, it sickens yeah. me to my very core. I think um, were I nominated for that, I'd want to win it though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like yeah. you're, you've. You've been designated as not having the best bum in the UK yeah, if you don't third, win. Whereas for most people, it's not a consideration. Not Would you yeah. not be happy with top five? I mean, I'm already being subjugated as a, mm. a sex object anyway. So, like, let's just see <laughs> this to the fruition and just be happy with my top five placing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can hire some PR people and see if we can get involved. Maybe it's like the talent shows where it's actually better to come second. You, your ass gets more work. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> anyway, who knows? The correct answer, you were absolutely right, was Janet Street Porter. Yes. Who was the president of the Ramblers Association between 1994 and 1996 and is still a very vocal supporter of Ramblers' rights and probably would have supported the naked Rambler in his rights to ramble both naked and yeah. wherever he liked. More she than likely. Is he still going, Jen? Have we worked there? Well, I have I've checked him out. So in 2003 and 2004, he walked the length of Great Britain naked then did it again in 2005 and got arrested several times during his ramble, his second attempt. Um, then he spent much of the next 10 years in prison for contempt of court on the public nudity charges. Wow. And um, he jacked it in, uh, in 2015 because he had to care for his mum. So, Aww. I mean, there's, there's still time. I mean, he's an ex-Marine, so, I mean, he's, he's a tough, tough this- nut shall we say. Do, do you know if anyone has the rights to this movie? Because I think this is perhaps something we should yeah. step up. Uh, you with your, Edward's film. Yeah, it could, and you with your lovely bottom, Jim, you could, you could star in it. <laughs> there we go. Be lovely. Jim does have the best, on Football Ramble Daily, Jim does have the best bottom. So, uh, you think? My, my, my that, back Pete. just starts the legs really early. Like, I don't have one. It's, 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 it's true, you, do, you famously don't have an arse. Yeah, it's so weird. Non-rear so of the year. Um, you can have some of mine right next question (laughs) (laughs) yours isn't there either Lucy you've got an invisible arse at the moment well that's true that's true I've got a green Green screen screen. (laughs) green screen green trousers the diet that I've been looking for all my life just wear green in front of a green screen background and you're uh, instantly (laughs) losing your entire body weight Um, oh do you want to do that your third question who said the following whilst in the middle of an incoherent ramble I never understood wind. Was it A, Donald Trump, <laughs> B, Homer Simpson, C, Boris Johnson? Who rambled uh, on, I never understood wind? Hmm. I mean, Stan the Dark, obviously, at Homer Simpson, he's, he's a co- I mean, they're all comedy characters, but obviously, yeah. I reckon Donald Trump never admits he doesn't know anything. So like, that's not even a sentence. Donald Trump doesn't, never admits that he, he is ignorant on any subject. So I reckon it's, it's got to be Boris, hasn't it? And it, it was in the middle of a was in the middle of a ramble, though, wasn't it? So it could be that mm. it was part of a larger thing that didn't make sense in a different way in which he wasn't admitting not knowing something. That's that's what I'm a little concerned about. Uh, I don't think I don't think it would be Homer Simpson purely because I think I'd I'd know it. Do you know what I mean? I think we're yeah. of a generation mm. where it's just mm. been, been kind of burned into your mind um would boris johnson have said i've never understood wind was that the quote was it was i i never understood wind yes uh, was I, it a renewable energy kind of conference yeah i think I, I think you might I, I think it could have been trump but i'm going to go with you on this one pete i think uh yeah i think let's let's guess boris Oh, you okay. swerved the wrong way there, unfortunately. Ah. It, was, it was the 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 world's greatest current serving rambler, I believe, <laughs> in terms of just pure nonsense <laughs> and yeah. trivial. He was he was having a tirade against wind turbines. So oh, was he? Oh, cool. I, I don't know what point like... he was trying to make. Well, obviously, his natural enemy is the wind with that hair. So yeah. Yes. He's never understood how to control it, how to harness it, how to avoid that's it. How he, that's how he fights against things. He just, do, he just denies they exist and doesn't try to understand them. And, and if, yeah. he, if he acts like that, they'll go away, surely, and he'll have defeated them. A king Fascinating kind of that it vibe, seems yeah. to work. Yes. <laughs> Which group released the track Ramble On 
1969. This would be Led Zeppelin, wasn't it? Yeah, it's got to be Led Zeppelin. Yes. Straight in. Should have done a pop Back of the net, as I believe you say. And well done. So you got three out of four. I had a little question for you that I was interested to know the answer to. Um, if you were on a pub quiz team, which footballer, living or dead, would you want on your pub quiz team with you? That's a good question. Oh. I mean, I was just thinking because we were saying there weren't that many on uh, question of sport. I just, I, you know, and there is an unfortunate stereotype that footballers are all a bit thick. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would go that, with... that winning mentality I would find problematic in the pub quiz kind of genre. Like I, mm. I find people who want they, they don't have a great home life and then they get to the, the pub quiz and they just make everyone's life hell mm. because they're very aggressive. They think that all of the things that they say are, is right. So you're, probably you're like describing someone, yeah. me there. That's, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do know the things. You don't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you've made a virtue of it. The aggression. Um, <laughs> unhappy home. <laughs> um, I would. I think I would go for Gary Neville because he's a really good pundit and he he properly knows his onions and he's got that winning mentality where if you're on his side, you can probably just leave him to it. Yeah. Pete and I could just get blind drunk and let Gary <laughs> just win the quiz and then. Would yeah. you sort of let him get on with like? Because in the pub quiz dynamic, I'm always the guy who's like writing down. I have quite nice handwriting. Mm. That's the only thing I do in a pub quiz. So like. Pat Nevin, maybe Jim. Like he's like a yeah, yeah. Quite an old school, quite thoughtful guy. He's very knowledgeable. He's also yeah. he's also an indie disco DJ, isn't he? Which mm. is just that he is such music. a brilliant Venn diagram of the things I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> You're Pat Nevin of North London, Jim. Apart from is the that right? Bit, the successful football career. Oh, oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have uh, Father of the Year, John Terry. <laughs> really. No. <laughs> just, he turned up in his full quiz to... kit, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> he really tamed him on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. He'll, t- he'll take the, the voucher for the Sunday roast for four, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what about you, Jen? Who would you have on your, uh, on your quiz oh. team? What about Cantona? He'd be fun. I think he's very, you know, he's a knowledgeable man. Yeah, but he would he, never give he, you a straight answer. He'd give you some philosophical yeah. guff. And mm. he'd be like, and at the end, he'd be like, well, I told you that was the answer. You didn't actually say it, though, Eric, did you? Come on, lad. Get a grip. Um, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to pay tribute to my beloved Bolton Wanderers now. Um, I'll go for Goodney Bergson. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Who, who retired from, from football to go and train as a lawyer back in his, uh, in his native land. Oh, I love it when successful. footballers do something else as well. I'm obsessed with this, but there's a, a Dutch player called Arjen De Zeeu. He played for Wigan and uh, he, he played for uh, Portsmouth. And like, he had a decent career. He would have he would have just about been at the time where he probably made decent money. And he's now a homicide detective in Amsterdam. <gasps> How cool is that? That is, that is getting to be a Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining him next hmm, to a canal. Homicide detective in Amsterdam, bodies. ex-Wigan footballer. Hmm. <laughs> you abandoned Wigan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm off i'm off to the netherlands as soon as possible well yeah he can be on our pub quiz team just because i bet he's got some really good stories as well yeah. uh, fishing people out the canals fishing people out canals in a in a van der valk style yeah very good yeah. very he's good bike 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 cops <laughs> bike bike yeah, yeah dealer <laughs> <laughs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So now um, we have quizzed you. It seems only fair that we give you the opportunity to quiz us. That's the way it works. So I believe you've been, uh, you've been prepared with questions for us. We have. Um, oh. Do you want to, do you got a particular order you want to go in, Peter? Uh, no, not really. If you can start, because I'm terrible with administering email accounts on my iPad. So. <laughs> oh, I know, um, Pete. I know. Uh, I'm among the f- four men in the world, including yourself, that know that best. Uh, Shut right, up about so. a Zantac. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I'm going to start. So what was created on December 15th, 1979 by Chris Haney and Canadian newspaper editors Scott Abbott? Uh, I know this. No. Lucy, you know this. Come on. Do I? It's it's something sporting, isn't it, Jen? No. Is no. it? No. It's Canadian. Um what was created? very popular in the eighties? Oh, uh Quantum Leap. No. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tamagotchis. Um You're getting closer, it is a game. Okay. Oh, Steam Trivial Pursuit. Yes, it yes. is. Oh, nice work. Thanks yeah. for let, letting me, guiding me through that, Jen. That was very sweet of you. What a Christmas, <laughs> though. December 15th, they create Trivial Pursuit. I've done my work for the year. Well, clearly they've done the work for the year, but wow, I've created <laughs> amazing. And, and we can play it at Christmas. It wasn't yeah. cheap, though, either. It was, it was very, it was like... Because uh, we were talking the last few weeks about interesting rounds for your quiz, for your Zoom quiz. And the other week, my sister did one for her half of the family, my stepsister. So there was a round about their family, which I wouldn't have got any of. But she did a round on what price was this product in this year, in a certain year's Argos catalogue. Amazing. Wow. One of those was in 1988, how much was Trivial Pursuit? And it was something like 29.99. What? In in the, in the eighties. Yeah. That's Argos though. And those little um, figurines would have been cast iron. 
Yeah. <laughs> True. There's a lot of mad old board games like that. There's a comedian called John Bennett who's uh, he's Australian, and he he has this magnificent bit about this Jason Donovan themed board game, and it's from when <laughs> when Jason Donovan was really really big. And the questions are things like, "What was Jason's? Uh, what was the name of Jason's best friend when he was when he was younger? And like, what street did Jason grow up on? And all these things. Aww. And it's not multiple choice. Like you just you're just supposed to know. I mean, if I'd had that in 1989, I would have got all those answers correct. I was I was in the fan club at the age of seven. I was all over it. Uh, second question: If you guys are prepped, uh, whilst Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was in development, its first name was Cash Mountain. Which music mogul produced the initial theme tune, which was then scrapped? Ooh. Cash Mountain, Cash Mountain. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine how it would have sounded. It, was, was it <laughs> Stock Aiken and Waterman? I mean, that's uh, sort of you got for for that era. Oh no, it could be Cowell because that was early Cowell era, wasn't it? We're talking. Well, it's late. It's either late Stock Aiken. It's, it's, it's either late Cowell. Pete Waterman. No offense, Pete. <laughs> lovely <laughs> man I've met him early I, in my 1970s comedian where I've met him lovely I've, man we did a I've, charity event together anyway carry on I've got a lot of time for Pete Waterman um, <laughs> he gives lovely. me all he's not discreet at all if you ever meet him get him a glass of champagne he will tell you any gossip about Carrie Lee you want it was Ooh, heaven nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's n- nothing nothing filthy it's all very wholesome lovely stuff about how wonderful Kylie is and always has been uh, which is what I want to hear in my gossip about Kylie yeah I don't yeah. think the world could handle it. Don't ruin anyone's childhood. Um, Whereas I, I Sonia, I'm going to go for early, early Cowell. Mm, okay, I'll, I yeah. will stick with you. You are the font of all knowledge. In the, in the same way that Hans Zimmer, before he got all those lucrative Hollywood contracts, got going for gold. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. going to go Cowell. It's a bit of a theme. Um, it was Pete Waterman. Oh, it was like oh, Swagger Jagger. Oh, no, we're all over the place, though, aren't we? Sorry, never Pete. mind. The Hitman and her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want another question? Go Always on. difficult one. This who has been the longest-serving host of University Challenge? I think Paxman has now eclipsed Bamba Gascoigne, don't you, Jem? I, I do. I think, was it like 97 or something that came back and it's still on now? So we're yeah. talking 23 years. Yeah, that's why. And, and, and Bamba was probably only doing it for 20 I, years, max. Absolute max. I'd say it's going to be surprisingly short. Put us out of our misery, Jim, are we correct? You are correct. It is indeed Jeremy Paxman. He's been hosting it since 1994, which makes his term 26 years and counting. And Bamba Gascoigne uh, was 25 years from 1962 to 1987. So when I think, I, I can't picture Bamba Gascoigne because I just think no, of uh, Jones in, uh, in that Young Ones episode. Bambi. Um, <laughs> yes. He was, always, he was always someone who was mentioned on Teletext. Teletext used to have like a gaming part of the, of the Teletext. And they always used to do jokes about Bamba, Bamba Gascoigne, but could never Bamba figure out who he actually was. Yeah. Bamboozle, that's right, yes. He was yeah, and he was yes. called Bamba. Bamba was the host, the <laughs> pixel host. Oh, the, the days when you would strive for any kind of entertainment. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Interactivity. It's a roll around. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you All could right. use the fast text buttons, but if you were fast yes. enough to get back to the previous page, if you made an error, that was a bit of a hack later on if you had an up-to-date yeah. remote control. I remember watching it Glastonbury. I remember watching Glastonbury highlights on with the, the subtitles from Teletext on, Teletext on, which were, yeah, but there were people who were somehow, it must have been, clearly it was yeah, the internet but before I had it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were people just having little text chats 
on teletext that came came up on the screen and it felt like the future i was like oh my god wow. like how how big is this internet thing gonna get <laughs> <laughs> it was a very slow kind of internet wasn't it I suppose. yeah um guys do you want a final question from us yes, yes please right then back to who wants to be a millionaire which has versions that broadcast all over the world which of these countries, though, does not use the iconic catchphrase, is that your final answer? I've got a choice of three here. A, right. Bulgaria, B, Finland, or C, Denmark. Why would you not use that catchphrase? Mm. Unless, it, unless if you translate it, it means something really filthy in that language. Or something or ominous. political. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> yeah, for, the ominously yeah. political. Uh, what, was it Bulgaria, the first one? Yeah, Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria, Finland, or Denmark? Well, Bulgaria ex is ex-communist, isn't it? And mm. yeah. might be, yeah, maybe it sort of it was a catchphrase of whatever there. It's got the wobbliest political situation. Yeah, and maybe if if someone says to you in Bulgaria, "Is that your final answer?" Then you kind of run for the hills. <laughs> it's problematic. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's a problematic phrase. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to say yeah. But let's go Bulgaria. It's actually B, Finland. Oh. They... The show had three hosts who have all asked, shall we look for answer? Oh. That's you know, they're funny, one. though. They're a weird nation. They, um, their national delicacy is uh, cans of fish that smell so bad you have to open them underwater. Wow. <laughs> I know that, <laughs> that the, the, the Finnish language is very unusual as well, isn't it? I think it's closer to Japanese than it is to a lot of um, European languages. And I, th I think that's something to do with Bering Strait and people migrating over time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's isn't, half isn't that a like fact. A really big, that's probably not a fact. It opening, a, opening a can of fish that's underwater, is that not a big F you to the fish that... Died. <laughs> yeah. Awful. yeah, it's very crass. See what happens to your little friends. <laughs> well, careful next time. Well, it teaches the fish a lesson, so I'm all for it, really. Yeah. But uh, well, that was great, and I liked your yeah your knowledge about um, Finnish and the weird linguistic roots there, Jim. I think you might be on our pub quiz team. Yeah, I well, I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in my own kind of anecdotes like that, though. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know that the the correct. The facts around that are something like that, but I don't know if they're absolutely right, which is, you know, going to let you down sooner or later, isn't you've it? Got, yeah, you've got to just put those facts across as if mm. they are 100% fact, which is how I get away with a lot of stuff. Because <laughs> I, I sound very credible. And, and it does get me in trouble now when I try and make a joke and people pull me up on it. Like, that, that was literally a joke. The, the best one was um, one about... Beyonce's surname uh, you know she prob oh, she's probably no Beyonce because she's married to Jay-Z you know and someone's like actually his name is Carter so she's actually Beyonce I'm like oh my okay. god oh my god yeah I give yeah. up I've actually, I had this yeah. I had this happen on our very own podcast recently I think if you, if you say something with enough confidence people just believe it so there's a, an Italian football manager called Maurizio Sarri and he smokes a hundred cigarettes a day he's not allowed to smoke them on the touchline so he eats them and this is a man who's like he's playing he's you know he's managing at the very very top level and I, I just said it's funny because Maurizio Sarri is actually a direct translation of Smokey Morris which it obviously isn't but everyone just went oh all right on our podcast <laughs> Jim, we are we so used to be out of our, our depth. We just go with whatever anybody says. I just assume everything <laughs> everyone says is correct. And don't worry about it.
And this will come yeah. up as a pub quiz question at some point. Someone will say, uh, what is the direct translation of the name <laughs> yeah. Maurizio? Sorry. And we'll know, we'll know that it's the, the wrong right answer is the thing that you've said. Smoking yeah, Morris. I, yeah. always, I always think, Jim, with um, footballers, I always think that we've been cheated like uh, Antonio Di Natale. Tony Christmas, like I was yeah. thinking, like names of names of uh, foreign footballers. We could be treated to sort of many better kind of translations. Yeah, Roberto Aquafresca, he was a good one. Ruben de la Red. Yeah, uh, would would nice. would An- Antonio um, Di Natale be Tony the Christmas? Would he be the Christmas? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Tony of Christmas. Christmas. It's of Christmas. Christmas. Tony, of, Tony of Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and Graham Lasso was uh, that means Graham the sexy. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it does now. Great. Frank the Beef. Yeah. 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 And John Terry is. Um, he's dad of the year and he will remain so. He will. Yeah. Toilet nappy. I don't know. Anyway, blah. Um, so, well, how did we do? I, was anyone keeping score? I wasn't keeping score there. God, we got two, two of them. Two. We're hard. Well, it means that Football Ramble, uh, Football Ramble Daily are beating Fingers on Buzzers, which cannot be allowed to continue mm. so i think we're going to have to uh, <laughs> we're going to have to have the decider which is going to be a listener quiz i believe is that uh, is that what's happening amanda uh yeah it is um we are going to do part two of hassan aslam's quiz that he sent well, in bear in mind these are a year out of date Oh yeah, because um, <laughs> I mean, we did we did long. the first half and we were puzzled by them, and, and then he wrote in and said, "Oh yeah, um, I did write them for a quiz last year." No, I think I'm good with this. I think I'm all good. So we're, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask each of you individually a question because it is sports themed. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to use the rest of this quiz. And if you remember, he did it as part of a fundraiser for Age UK Ealing. So we can Ooh. give that another mention as well. A shout okay. out. So you're going to get a question each. And uh, I'm going to start off with Pete. <gasps> Okay. And Pete, right, here's your question. And it's got, bear with me, it's got some pronunciation <laughs> that um, I'm not 100% sure of. Kelsa Breeze, here we go. Um, that wasn't it. Um, right, Pete. Okay, South right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm preparing <laughs> so, for Pete's pronunciation. Okay, right, here we go. Pete, South Africa's Wade Van Nykirk won Olympic gold and broke the world record at the same time in which athletics event? You want the question again? Because I barely understood that myself. Yeah, world record and... <laughs> world record and gold. Okay. Um, triple jump. It was the 400 metres, but that was a really tough one. I mean, oh, I, been, out I was going to pass it out. Sorry, but I just thought that it was just such a... <laughs> yeah, a I, got, I would have got question. it. I totally have got it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'd move on. Um, but... Uh, I will pass them out in future because um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll get them. Here we go. Uh, Jim, which Mexican boxer was the highest earning boxer of 2019, making an approximate 94 million in salary and endorsements? Uh, the only Mexican boxer I know is, I believe, Oscar de la Hoya. So would it be him? No. Nah, he's retired, oh. isn't he? Damn it. I've for that too. Yeah, I don't know any. Jen will get this. I feel like I, I will know it when I hear it. Is it? Oh, she's going to come up with some vaguely Mexican <laughs> name. <laughs> come on, guys. It's going to be your sombreros. just slightly racist. Uh, <laughs> Jose Chihuahua. Um, uh, is the word Felipe sombrero Oaxaca. hat in Spanish? Yeah, sombrero is just hat. Hold on to you. <laughs> yeah, I, found about, 
I found that out like a few weeks ago yeah. and it has blown my mind. Yeah, and it's sombre, so it's sombre, which is like to do with shadows and so it's um, the shade. Yeah, umbre, umbre it's like a shade be. thing, isn't it? Anyway, but um, yeah, it's not, if it's not Jose Chihuahua, then I have got no idea. Then. <laughs> oh no, I was really hoping that somebody would get this so I didn't have to say. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Saul Canelino Alvarez. Oh, oh right. it's Canelo, oh, isn't it? Canelo! Can- no, Canelo Alvarez, yeah, no. Okay, all right. Isn't he, isn't he a mixed martial artist? Or is he a boxer? Says here, which Mexican boxer? I wouldn't have got He's it either. violent way. man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to take that up with him and ask him, uh, Saul. I'm sure that'll go well. Right, so Lucy, here's your question. We may I, as well I not bother. No, <laughs> no, Lucy, I think I've, you've got this. You've, you've okay, totally got this. On. Here we go. Stephanie John Frappard. Terry. No. <laughs> 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 Stephanie Frappard from France achieved a first for women this year. What was it? Last year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting the grandmaster. <laughs> Stephanie Frappard. Was she the first woman to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's just leave it there because I think we all know that I know <laughs> it. Uh, she was the first woman to um, uh, win the world's strongest man. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to happen one of those soon. Hey, good money for that. Sure. <laughs> uh, she was the first woman to... Um, beat John Terry at arm wrestling. <laughs> she was the first woman to compete in the Tour de France. I might throw it out to other people if that's all right. I think Lucy. the boys know Did it. Do you mind? I, please do. I really don't, Jim. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'd be guessing, oh, and I can't even I think know. of a guess. Come on, I know it. Is it football related? It's football related. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Yeah, she refereed at the World Cup. Oh yes! Uh, well, she was, she was that, assistant. What's it? Yeah, I we should have. Yeah, she was. She was an official. Well, it Damn says it. here, Jenny, you are right, but it, it says here that she's the first female referee to officiate in a major men's European football game, Liverpool v Chelsea Super Cup. She's not the World ah. Cup then. Well, it says it's Super Cup. She might have done the World Cup later. She probably did the the Women's World Cup as well. Yeah. When it comes well, to officials, I, I don't see it. gender, so. <laughs> Okay, Jenny, here's your question. In which of the home nations was this year's Open Golf Tournament played? I've got multiple choice, and it is England, Wales, Scotland, or Northern Ireland? Northern Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's also trying to puzzle out what year is it now? What year is written? (laughs) I I mean, I don't know what day it is. Hey, listen, we're going to have people listen to this in 2022 and they're going to be wondering why we aren't all sat in the same room together. So none of it really matters at the end of the day, does it? Well, do you know, that's such a good motto. There's going to be an instant where everyone loses the memory. (laughs) (laughs) If I've got anything to do with it. Nothing happened in 2020. It's just a blank (laughs) for everybody. Actually, you know what? If we could all officially stay the same age, I'd be all right with that. I'm claiming it. If your birthday is in lockdown... I'm cl- I'm claiming it. I'm I'm staying my yeah. the age I yeah. was last yeah. year, which I'm not mentioning because people are going to be listening in 2022, <laughs> and I'll still be that same age. Right? Shall I ask you all a question, and <laughs> you can all just buzz in with your name? Should we do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be about Eurovision, just because we've had a lockdown Eurovision at time of record. It was on at the weekend. So I just thought I'd mark that occasion. So um, in which year did Graham Norton take over from Terry Wogan as host of the Eurovision? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, should we write down our answers? If and it can be a, a numerical... There we go. It's nearest the post. That's the, that's the way to do this one. I'm going to use my phone notes, if that's all right. E? Do we have to show on the webcam for proofs? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, I, it, it feels like yeah. Sir Terry... It was only yesterday that he was here. It was. And it was like it two is years still. after he did that show where his... Um, the package was visible. It was like two years after that, oh, wasn't it? Yes. Trailers. Points of view. Oh, yeah. That's points it, of points view. of view. There were some points at view, weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a legacy. I've Are we ready? a load of different answers. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I'm going with this one. I'm going with this one. Okay. Okay. After three, one, two, three, hold up your answers. And I can't say. Oh, Lucy's no, got 2014. Jenny's got 2005. Jim's I can't see. 2015 for Pete. Uh, Jim, do you want to enlarge that for me, mate? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, sorry, I've got actually, it. 2011. Yes. Uh, no sure. disrespect. Um, 2011. <laughs> uh, you were closest, Jim. It was 2009. Yes. Oh, nine. Oh, wow. uh, that was one of the many numbers I wrote down earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like it was going to be one of those things where it doesn't seem like it's too long, but actually it's ages. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. And you were right. You were right to think that. So, uh, Congratulations, you've won. You've won the quiz Thanks. now. Have they, though? Yeah. Have I? No. Well, not oh, overall, us versus them. I yeah, think. in fact, yeah. yes, I think you have, because no? Jenny got one right, and you got one right, and you were in the lead. I think. Yeah. I think that... In the that overall, means. they have... They got three. You guys got two. So by my calculations, they've got four in the overall four, quiz. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Well done. Um, three to the Terrible. Well done. Well, you come on our podcast and you beat us. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Got an away goal as well. <laughs> yeah, that's the double. Four away yes. goals. <laughs> well, you've won the quiz and we are delighted for you because you came in saying you weren't competitive, but look at you guys. Look at you. You've just won. Yeah. Oddly proud. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels. Like that's how quizzes yeah. feel. <laughs> that rush. Now use like that. in a fluffy hockey team in a film. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are you came in with just hopes and dreams but no real confidence and now look how you've grown it's been beautiful to see it really has <laughs> and one thing i wanted to ask you before we let you go to enjoy your victory there's a after party with the zoom luxury you get there's a after party where you get to go and get a rub down so that'll be that'll be fun yeah. before you go could you uh, each share with us a football fact or something that might be useful for our listeners to take with them into the world of quizzing so something that might come up on a pub quiz or just something interesting um pete have you got anything well jim might have to help me with this one i think um stephen gerrard has scored more goals in the Premier League against Liverpool than any other player. No, I think no, it's no, actually... It's not, it's Jamie Carragher. It's Jamie Carragher oh. I b- yes, has scored it. the most goals against Liverpool at Anfield, I believe, with seven own goals. Oh, all of his oh. own goals have been there. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I think I that's right. right. That's why I'm bad at trivia, Jim. I just, I've not got a bloody clue. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be, and I don't know if, how likely this would be to come up, but it's just a weird little thing that I think about sometimes, which is that Ashley Cole 
of um, back page and front page fame is actually a distant <laughs> relative of Mariah Carey, <gasps> nice. uh, which they both both discovered within like the last five or six years. It's very strange. That's <laughs> lovely. That wow. Yeah. How did you even discover that? I know. Did you do an- Ancestry.com or whatever it is? Hang on, I'm related to Mariah Carey. Is this broken? <laughs> <laughs> I've, do- I've done that and I found out I'm related to potato farmers and brawlers, notorious brawlers of Tipperary. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Beautiful. that's it. That's, that's all my I- ancestry as far back as I can go. Yeah. My I did one of those DNA off. tests that you pay like 60 quid for and um, you spit in a tube and then you send it off and they, you get the results back and uh, they said, uh, Pete, you are um, 60% Irish. And I was like, I had no idea I had, had any Irish in my family. Told me about it. She went, uh, yeah, both your great-grandmas are, uh, are both Irish. <laughs> that could have saved me some money, couldn't it? A 60 quid, yeah, that. Yeah. Could have. <laughs> so my, um, my, the clan I am from, the Campbell clan, uh, were notoriously responsible for the thing that the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones is based on. So I don't really need to spend that money because I, I, I know it's bad. And I know that we're the bad guys. <laughs> I think the test of any bad person is that have you used an axe for anything other than chopping wood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever stood in the moonlight over a dead body thinking, yeah, this is this is probably not what I should be doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, and for enlightening us about football and all kinds of other things. Um, now, Pete, our regular listeners may know your voice and may not even know that they know your voice because you are the guy who faithfully every week does our outro for us. Must be exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why you really get me to do it uniquely every single time. I mean, you could just record this and <laughs> you get in but, the way of a lot of my relationships. <laughs> yeah. We demand that every time we record an episode, you're there. So uh, <laughs> would you play us out in light entertainment? My usual under, underwhelming style <laughs> Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music from Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers oh it was like what he was in the room pro. wasn't it <laughs> it was amazing well done like he was in the zoom ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.